Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com An odd one. This one's an odd one. Yeah. That's why I said it. Name of the episode. This one's an odd one. This one's an odd one. Here we are, another Team Rally the Podcast. You know, it's weird, right? It's like we do this weekly and have been for like almost nine years, or actually more than nine years now. All right, so uh, I have no idea what we're talking about this week, so there you go. Uh, sit back, relax, enjoy this episode of Team Rally the Podcast. We'll see you at the end. Bye. Same bit again? God. Ugh. All they do is the same shit. Uh <laughs> welcome to episode 442, yeah. Yeah. What episode are you on? Uh, the last one was 440. Yeah. No, this week's was 40. I just looked at it an hour ago. What? You sure I haven't been misnumbering these? Well, if you have, that's your fucking problem, not mine. I just get on there and do a stupid intro and exit and read dumb stuff and laugh a lot. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) We've been doing it for nine years, dude. 52 episodes a year. Yep. If they're lucky, that's all we do. Yeah, I even put an exclamation point behind episode 400. Oh! Must be legit. Right. Too legit. Yeah, not really. Too legit to quit. We are one of the most legit podcasts on the air. Very honest. That's right. true. That's why we have an explicit tag. Ain't got no corporate sponsorship telling us who we can talk about or what we can say. That's right. Please sponsor us so we tell us what we can talk about and who, who we can talk about what we can say. Somebody, no guiding force here. Please spend your money on our show so that we can not spend ours. <laughs> Come on, like Chesterfield, somebody. Chesterfield. We used, to, we used to sponsor shows. Come on. Yeah. Come back. Hell, we'll do a Marlboro show. Soldiers. Come on. Somebody. Sanka. That'd be really weird. Some, like, just. Really mainstream corporate sponsor came through, like Folgers, <laughs> to sponsor this podcast. Band Aids. What we got to do? Huh? Talk about coffee. Folgers coffee. Oh, all right. That, that, that narrows it down a bit. Well, no, it would be anything Folgers makes. They make more than just, we'll just one a, type of coffee. Well, just, yeah, but I mean, 52 shows a year, you're going to start running low on Folgers. Yeah, we'll just so, bring Bear in. Well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a segment every week where we have a new coffee recipe. I can do that. 
I can do 52 for recipes. Because you'll need some Folgers Instant Coffee, some Half and Half, and some turmeric. I think that actually exists. Yeah, turmeric exists. No, no, I mean that exact recipe. It may, well, we can still cover it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can definitely cover it because I just made it up off the top of my head. Ding! Even if it still exists. Yeah. Bubby here. Kermit hand wave over your head when you do that. Like they can't see it. Because that's what gives me the energy to do it. I know you're not doing it for my enjoyment, so unless we do it because you get off on it. I don't get off on it, but it keeps my energy up. You don't have that page. What's that? 359? No. How about 243? We can do that. Here's the story we just read. 225, 241... What's funny is that we could be repeating stories and not even know it. No, point. I, I no, I'm actually pretty good when I read things. I remember them pretty good. Unless it's some text I sent you. You sent me a text? See? Heavens above atmospheric and astronomical oddities. That didn't fall from the sky. And there's... That's a different chapter. There's five stories on here. Some of them are really fucking short. Let's try the fifth one. All right. A transient shadow on the moon was observed by <laughs> Dr. F.B. Harris on January 27th, 1912. Wow. About 10.30 Eastern time, I was surprised to see the left cusp showing the presence of an intensely black body about 250 miles long and 50 miles wide, allowing 2,000 miles from tip of cusp to... Well, the other, other side. side of the cusp. Wow. The appearance was f- yeah, was fully as black comparatively as marks on this paper. Monolith. And in the shape like a crow poised. Oh, never mind. Of course, dark places are here and there on the lunar surface. <laughs> it was just a crow in between him and the, his telescope and the moon. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it just happened to be flying straight towards the telescope. Yeah. Uh, it's huge! <laughs> It's getting bigger. Of course, there are dark places like this here and there on the lunar surface, but not like this. Dark places like that in town. (laughs) Not to be tedious, I will say that every effort was made to eliminate any error of vision or other mistake. The moon is very tricky. Well, especially then. And Uh, we're talking about 1912. We already had computer lining up. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. These guys with little telescopes <laughs> I mean these aren't the most sophisticated scientific equipment ever well, made I mean for it, the time it was yeah I was going to say for then it was uh, optics were not quite perfected and yet. is very unlikely that anything of this character will be seen in many years or hundreds of years even I, well yeah because everything got better um, I cannot but think that a very interesting and curious phenomenon happened popular astronomy 20 Colon 398 to 399, June, July, 1912. 
He's got a point. So let's say it was some sort of alien thing going on. It would now. Aliens. Yeah. Arthur C. Clarke made a very valid point. They were debating on this radio show about whether or not aliens were visiting. And Arthur C. Clarke says, I don't doubt the existence of aliens or that they might be someone sufficiently advanced to come and visit us. But I doubt they're doing it now. And they're like, well, why? Why, why wouldn't they be visiting? And I said, well, look, if you're an alien and you're out exploring the galaxy and you come tooling through our solar system and see this rather primitive, by your standards, planet, you're basically going to give it a once-over, drop a marker, say, well, we'll come back when they're sufficiently advanced to talk to them and go on about your business. Yeah. And you've got literally millions of systems to get through mm-hmm. before you come back. Mm-hmm. So Actually, probably more than millions, but yeah. So the odds of them actually hovering around and hanging out hanging out is very slim. Yeah. That's why even if they do come by. That's why I have this problem with all these people who have been quote abducted by aliens. Cuz I agree with what Arthur C. Clarke said. Well, I mean, they're going to drop a thing and jet. They're not going to hang around and grab well, they might. the mean, biggest idiot they can find. Well, they might they come and then jam a probe in his ass. They might grab a couple of sample humans, bring them up couple other cows or whatever they bring up there. Give them a once over. Like, all right. Drop them back down. I mean, we, I mean. Yeah, but there's hundreds of thousands of people who have been like, oh, yeah, I was abducted by aliens. I spent a year on their ship. Really? You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, they, they, come by, they might pick up a human to give them a once over. Yeah, all but right. they're, they're probably there for like the 10, 20 minutes, maybe an hour. But then depending on how sufficiently advanced they are, they might just pick one up and take it with them. Not worry about putting it back. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I you, for their zoo. There's these scientists. They grab a fish out of the sea. It's like, oh, let's go take this back to the lab and cut it open. Well, I mean, yeah, I can understand that, but that's like somebody just disappearing. Yeah, not being taken and then brought back not, so they can tell their story. Well, no, I'm not commenting on the abductee stories. I'm commenting on the. Well, they right. might pick somebody up. But they I could. don't know they're going to put them back. They know? could pick somebody. Could that could be one of the reasons why people quote unquote vanish but we're talking about one or two people over the span of history (laughs) yeah well no it could be like one or two people every i'll I'll be small 10 years 20 years i mean those aliens aren't coming back for a second go around no they're gonna wait till we get advanced enough to talk to them before coming back right should that happen at this rate we're not so so there's a possibility that this guy did see the one alien ship coming through and he's absolutely right he's we doubt we'll see this again in you know, bunches, many bunches, years bunches, or bunches, hundreds bunches of years. years. I don't know. There's too many quote UFO sightings and alien sightings to uh, what the hell? Oh. Uh, to um, are you done with it? I think so. Unless you want me to read something else. Is it you want to close something else? Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, cue alien music. bags and then we're gonna stop because I gotta get something different into my system than just crunchies okay what you need sloshies <laughs> hey Larry hey Chris Here's hey Marissa hey hey Grant. so what'd you bring us today I have two more Korean I have more food <laughs> I have two more Korean <laughs> treats 
One, I don't know the name of it, but if I take my glasses off, Korean traditional cookie, ji jang, wheat flour, palm, olein oil. That's what it says. It's like cosmos. Yeah. Or cosmos? Here, hold it up. It's Ree Brothers, Inc., Hanover, Maryland, from a Korean farm, Irwindale, California, product of Korea. Oh, you can get it at H Mart. H Mart in the UK, sorry. So it's got creamy peanut glycerin. Cosmos. Oh, Cosmos. Cosmos Jijang snack. Yeah. So it's got a whole bunch of stuff in it, and it's hard for me to read. It's got a cracker flavor. Wheat flour, palm, and cinnamon. Oil, refined sugar, cornstarch syrup, peanut butter, vegetable cream. Coconut cream, refined salt, refried salt, sesame, ammonium bicarbonate, eggshell calcium powder, nutmeg, dextrin, accessu flame, potassium, glucose, sodium, oh. bicarbonate, artificial flavor of cracker, and cinnamon by Cosmos Confectionery Co. Limited. All right, so that's the first one. The other one's also another Cosmo. They put a lot of nitrogen in these bags. Oh, there's a lot in these bags. And it has no scent. I've got four. Little fish. Oh, they're, they're like little hemispheres. Yeah, they're little, 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 little rounds. Little, yeah, rings, sort of. Little hint of cinnamon in there. Other than the very light taste of cinnamon, they have no flavor to me. Yeah, it's a very light flavor. They're very. I mean, they're they're all right. They're, they're good. I mean, I guess they'd be a great snack kind of, food. Kind of, it reminds me more of breakfast cereal. Mm-hmm. It's got the little glaze of sugar on it. I mean, it, the peanut butter is very, very, very subtle. When you get like two in your mouth at one time, you can taste the peanut butter. Man, they're not bad. No, not bad. And the flavor does kind of build as you're noshing on them. Yeah. It kind of has that, that, that peanut butter you get in the peanut butter crackers. Mm-hmm. But not toasty. We love toasties. This is a traditional Korean cookie. It's a cookie? Well, technically, I guess. Oh. It's very thin and round. And ring Korean light. traditional cookie, yeah. Oh, it even says it on the bag, huh? <laughs> oh, it even says it on the bag, huh? Well, I did. Funny, that. That's weird. All right. I like it. I mean, it's good. From Cosmos. From Cosmos. So let's go to the second one. Also from Cosmos? Also from Cosmos. Rice topoki snack. Wheat flour, palm, olein oil, starch, syrup, corn powder, malt enzyme, hot spice in spicy taste seasoning mix, vegetable powder, garlic butter taste seasoning, capsaicin spice powder, Rice flour, Korean hot pepper paste, paprika for color, glucose, ammonium bicarbonate, refined salt, <laughs> sodium bicarbonate, nutmeg powder, parsley powder, artificial flavor, cracker flavor. So here's what it's, it's Cosmos Tekkabaki, T-T-E-O-K-B-O-K-K-I. Oh, mine is rice, T-O-P-O-K-K-I. The description on this says, This snack is fire! Exclamation point. Each of these crunchy noodle-like chips has the like right paint. amount of spice There's for the paint. greatest burn. This snack has a gochujang flavor. This should be fun. 
Smells like paint. I wouldn't know everything around me smells like paint this weekend. Take a whiff. Mm. Oh, like paint. I'll get one. First thing I guess is a bit of sweetness. Mm-hmm. That's what I got too. That's why I'm like, where's the heat? Hold on. I don't know I get the heat either. It's got a pepper on it. Yeah, and it says hot, and he's got his thumbs up and a I fork. Can, I can I get a little bit there at the very end. Just a little. But you can't taste the spicy anymore. You've burnt out your taste buds. No, they're just not as weak as yours. Mine have big muscles. Instead of taste buds. <laughs> I'm not getting any heat. Are you getting any heat? It's there. It's in the back end, but it's there. Yeah, because I'm even looking at the looking at The, the instructions? Not instructions, the ingredients. Open bag. Place no, in mouth. Chew. Repeat. Spice. Chew. Repeat. Spice Chew. Taste Swallow. But, and then it says hot pepper mm -hmm. paste. I mean, it's, it's there. It's just not as described in that ad for it, though. Flaming hots have this beat by 100%. Oh, definitely. This is just like a very light touch of spice. This is like you walk, well, you walk past a spicy garden. It's like as long as you have it... You know, you're chewing on it. Yeah, you don't. You don't get the spice as long as there's another flavor there to, to mask it. I think it's the sweetness. Yeah. For me, a lot more sweetness than spice. Mm -hmm. A whole lot. But I don't. I, I. I don't dislike them. I, I like them. I'm, I'm not saying they're not good, but, but they ain't hot. But if you're looking for a spicy treat, that's not gonna be it for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that ain't it. Looking for a sweet treat. Well, if you're looking for a sweet treat, go for the first ones. I know, but I see what Chris is talking about. There is a, and since I had some more, there's a little bit toward the end of my bite, but it's just so faint to me, mm -hmm. the heat. I'm not getting anything. You never do. <laughs> okay, so um, those were also really good, both of them. The hot one was sweet, and the sweet one was sweeter. One's a cookie, one's not. It's a noodle-shaped thing. It's a noodle-shaped thing. Looks like a tagliatelle almost. Alright, so uh, cue not very hot music. chocolate is homegrown. Growing, grinding, and drinking cocoa, Samoa brings families together. It's called Coco Samoa. They might need a translator here. It is, grammar. Yeah, it is a humid night in Upolu, one of the two main islands that make up the small Polynesian country of Samoa. The humidity, however, doesn't dampen the anticipation lighting the faces of my family members, all awaiting steaming mugs of Coco Samoa. Is that anything like Coco Chanel? No. In a big Not old as pricey. In a big old teapot over an open fire, there are only three ingredients: a block of roasted Samoan cacao chopped into pieces, boiling water, and sugar to taste. Drinking Coco Samoa is a heady experience. The flavor is dark and intense, richer than ordinary hot chocolate. But the best part is the crunchy cacao grinds. Pegu Coco 
that cluster at the bottom of the cup. Chewing them releases the earthy, bitter flavor of natural cacao. As each person receives an enamel cup filled to the brim, everyone settles into a familiar routine. There is no schedule, no plan, but everyone knows that on this night, like many others before, stories will be retold. Laughter will be incessant, and they will revel in the simple joys of spending time together over endless cups of cocoa. Spelled with K's. K's? Yeah, K-O-K-O. According to... Okay, I'm going to really just destroy this name. Matete or Matai Malo, a Samoan security guard currently based in Australia. Forgive our pronunciation. Yeah, I don't speak Samoan. I wouldn't mind it, though. I think it'd be kind of fun learning how to speak Samoan. Most family gatherings involve Coco Samoa somehow. Nothing bolsters family unity more, he says, than to, quote, to just gather around to drink Coco Samoa, have a laugh, and bring back memories from when they were growing up. Drinking Coco Samoa is a national pastime, rivaling the local beer, Valima, in popularity. Blocks of prepared and roasted cocoa stored in plastic cups are sold at supermarkets, on the side of the road, and in small village stores. That's kind of cool. It's like oranges here. <laughs> Yet many families in Samoa actually grow cacao and process it for their own consumption weed here <laughs> the process of making it is long and labor intense first the ripe pods are harvested then the beans are roasted shelled and ground into a thick paste by hand the paste is poured into plastic cups and eventually hardens in the blocks which can be chopped and mixed with hot water for use in a country where 97 percent of the household grow their own crops for subsistence cacao is an affordable natural product available for all for Toia Vaatuitui, once again, sorry, a bus driver in Samoa, the ease accessibility of, or easy accessibility of cocoa is a source of pride. We call it Coco Samoa because it's become a national drink. Very cool. Even when you're in a poor family or you think you're poor because you have taro, coconut cream, and Coco Samoa for dinner, to me, that's just like being rich. Or that's like going to a Fancy restaurant here in the States. Yeah, except without the Coco Samoa. No, never mind. Samoa. Get an approximation. Nah. Samoa also has a rich culture of oral traditions. Some of them even suggest that cacao is present in the islands long before the European arrival. Brought by Polynesian voyagers returning from distant South America, uh, Garrett Hillier, a scholar of Samoan food history, there's a job I'd like to have, uh, feels that he can only speculate on the subject. Some experts, he says, quote, have suggested that the sweet potato came to Oceania by way of South America around the same time that cacao is also said to have come from there. Officially, cacao arrives in Samoa in 1883 when Germans brought plants over from Ceylon to cultivate. As of yet, there's no hard proof that Samoans acquired cacao before then, could there have been an extensive trading network between Oceania and South America during that time? Question mark. We certainly know that indigenous Oceanians have been master navigators. While we may not know for certain at what point cacao was introduced into the islands, the German annexation of Samoa in the 1900s brought with it the old familiar colonial drive for profit and increased the commercial production of imported cacao which grows extremely well in the region's tropical conditions. However, the Germans found they were unable to recruit enough Samoans and their 
like six times the size of an average German in that time frame, willing to work the plantations. And all of our threats were met with a big man just punching us down into the dirt. No. Hilly said, you've helped us. <laughs> what? Nothing. Hillier notes that this was just one example of active resistance by Samoans to colonial agendas. A contemporary news article exemplified the colonial attitude held widely by white Europeans at the time. It is well known that the Samoan is a lazy man in his own country. There is no necessity for him to work, seeing that nature supplies him with all that he requires. Due to the lack of local labor, the Germans hired workers from China and Melanesa to work in the cacao plantations. These plantations became a focal point for racism, oppression, and eventually resistance. Despite discriminatory colonial laws against race-mixing migrants who chose to stay in Samoa integrated into local society after a long struggle against the Germans and later the New Zealand colonial administration, Western Samoa finally gained political independence in 1962, but the legacy of migration and the cacao plantations left the mark on the island, particularly on the food. And there's a whole lot more, but that was actually very interesting. I just, I think that's kind of neat. So they just grow their own... I mean, they're, they're listing other things. Cacao rice, cacao dumplings, cocoa alacea, whatever that is, cocoa essie, a cocoa papaya soup. I mean, they, they basically chocolate well, all the fucking time. Uh, this might be a different type of preparation. It might be a more savory thing. Moment. Yeah, I'm just saying, but it's all part of, it seems like it's part of a lot of dishes. Well, they got it. Yeah, might as well use it, right? We have stuff that we use and everything. Well, Brazilians don't understand peanut butter. They think it's weird. Well, they don't do it. No, they don't. I think that's really cool. Brazilian nut butter. Yeah, Brazilian nut butter. I wouldn't mind trying some of this cocoa Samoa. Maybe maybe it's on Amazon. Let's see. I love that you have a laptop open, but you reach for your phone. Well, I don't have Amazon on the laptop. You don't have a web browser? do but it doesn't have amazon in it i'm in um what's it called um microsoft edge to do this because yeah. it runs faster than google which yeah. is weird coco nope that's not spelled right coco samoa holy shit amazon there's samoans here in america too i know i know a few Let's see. Superfoods, raw organic cocoa nibs. I love the name of this. Because life happens. It does. That's the name of this granola thing. <laughs> cacao Zon Ecuadorian chocolate. Just cacao powder. Cacao powder. Cacao nibs. Cacao nibs. No, it's just a nibs. You'd end up may- having to make it yourself. They got Cocoa Crunch from Nestle. How are you spelling it? K-O-K-O? Cacao nibs, cacao nibs. Jenny Craig's S'mores Bars. (laughs) Apparently Brain Octane Premium. Yeah, there's a lot of cacao. There's just no Cocoa Samoa. That's too bad. (laughs) Cocoa Nugs. Nibs. Nugs. Nugs? Yes. Cocoa-covered cereal treats. Cocoa Nugs uh, sound like chocolate-flavored weed. 
You got a mug for drinking it. Very cool. Are we done? Uh, yeah, I believe so. So, uh, cue Coco Samoan music. And there it is, another episode of Achieving Reality Podcast, done and done. I hope you enjoyed whatever the hell it was we talked about. I'm actually not even paying any attention whatsoever anymore. I stopped caring about uh, 408 episodes ago. Just kidding. I love it. All right, so for Chris, Merson, parentheses, and everybody else involved, I'm Larry saying, I don't know, eat your broccoli or something? It's good for you? It is. And, you know, if you put the right spices on it, it can be very, very tasty. Yeah, alright, so that. Eat your broccoli. Fuckers. Hey there, listeners. Larry here. If this is your first time listening, then, hey, how's it going? If you're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us, I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot and keep enjoying the show. We love y'all. Greens, Samoa, Samoa, Samoan? <laughs>